Oh. Soothing. My favorite Jimmy Buffett song of all time. Wait, what? At the Bama Breeze, <laughs> you can shoot some pool down there. You can act a fool down there. This, doesn't sound this is not the right song, you play but you know cool what? Let's just go with there. it. <laughs> okay, good. At the Bama Breeze, you can drink some beer down there. It sounds legitimately like Bar Kenny Chesney. Yeah, it does. There. Yeah. Yeah. Pass another year down there. Jimmy got caught smoking a joint out behind the bar. Sitting in his car and they took him to jail. The tip jar paid his bail. It's a dated song. It is. In 1984, Mick Jagger passed through town. Dated the house to Specifically. Signed his name on the wall. In the ladies' bathroom stall. I picked the wrong song. Welcome to the Parahead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledorf. I am Patrick McDonald. We have no time to start over. Absolutely not. We are <laughs> we are crunch for time. I it's meant time. to play Take the Weather with You. Instead, I hit play on the whole album. Yeah, so Bama Breeze popped up. Yeah, which is okay because I like Bama Breeze. It's a good song. Bama Breeze a is good a good one. song. You also mentioned uh, Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I played Olivia the, uh, I think it's called Get Along. From oh the, yeah, from, drink a beer, have a smoke, eat we a dog. We laughed Cancel. so <laughs> hard at that fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that is not on some piece of driftwood. Oh my god, that you can buy on Etsy. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. Can't and also, all? she she Get mentioned along. how funny it is that all of the things are crazy tangible up until buy a boat. <laughs> yes. They're all really close. Oh my god! It, it, it's it's just like a bell curve of attainable things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I call a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah, starts with paint a wall. No I shoes, mean, nation. Very, very easy. We really need to speak to some. There's a bunch of fans that have reached out that have wanted to talk to us about No Shoes Nation. Oh, good. Okay. Because they're fans or they're members or anything. We want to hear more about No Shoes Nation. I'm interested. That's the Kenny Chesney camp of fans. Yes. That's to me, parrot heads, millennial parrot heads are no shoes nation. Yes, so absolutely. It's gonna be very interesting to hear about that, and we need to. Yeah, I think it's important for us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Anyways, tangent aside, welcome to the Parrot Podcast. Yes, we are here. Uh, this is your podcast for all things Jimmy Buffett. I don't think you said that. I don't think I even said that. No, yet. that's no. so funny. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So we're talking all Jimmy Buffett. Uh. We are cruising right along. Through his book, yes, uh, Tales from Margaritaville, we have a new story for us, uh, it, the most exciting one yet because it's five pages long. <laughs> you can't take it with you. You cannot take it with you. It's the first story in the section titled Margaritian Madness. It's a big deal. We made it through, uh, what was the other section called? The other section, I believe, was called- um, I'm going to make you uh, just flip through this book one-handed. Heatwave <laughs> Heat Chronicles. Yeah, let me make sure. But I, th- I wonder if we did a second one too. We did the Heatwave Chronicles, and we just finished it. And then we got Margaritian Madness. Wait, so Heatwave Chronicles is more than half of the book? Yes, I would say it's 141 pages. Wow. Okay. And then it goes Margaritian Madness, and then it goes Son of a Son of a Sailor. Okay. And Margaritian Madness is uh, looks to be about 30 pages. Okay, great. We're gonna so knock out five of those today. A little, a little um, islet. A little, a little little snip of a section we're just yes. dipping into here and we're getting right out absolutely but that's okay because we got some buffett news to cover we got some songs we're listening to to cover oh yeah oh yeah but we got before all we do how you doing pal what's going on i'm doing on? good ryan i'm good. doing good it's good, good, same good. old same old for me i'm still getting over a bit of a cold yeah getting over a bit of a husky voice but it's getting better honestly that's good yeah. that's good you're you're matching today you're very matchy matchy today i'm very matchy matchy what do you it, it's nice right it is nice my pants match my hat yes and we, your shirt yeah and my shirt i actually was driving through the south recently okay i was uh for work i was in alabama and i was in tennessee yes and i went to a piggly wiggly oh piggly wiggly so shout out to everyone this is a piggly wiggly from girly alabama wow g-u-r-l-e-y and they sell t-shirts they sell t-shirts piggly wow. wiggly is a big deal it's yes. a grocery store down there people love their piggly Wiggly. yeah so if you're uh, a piggly wiggly fan a shout out to you shout out i'm, I'm repping you here in the studio yep um uh and had a, had a nice time out there 
Very actually, cool. actually went in Chattanooga. I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. And they have apparently the largest freshwater aquarium uh, in the country. Did you go? I did. And how was it? I took a quick trip to the aquarium by myself. <laughs> it was fantastic. That's awesome. I had a blast. What? Uh, so freshwater. What kind freshwater. of? There's two of... giant buildings in Chattanooga. Uh-huh. One of them is the like saltwater, like oceans of the world. And then one of them is like freshwater. So like oh. giant fish. Wow. Like those kind of river fish, like yes. river monster kind of fish. Oh. Like All sorts it, of trout. What was the scariest, otters. craziest thing you saw? I saw this like river fish that was like probably eight to nine feet long. Oh my God. Gigantic. Teeth? I didn't see teeth. No it teeth. was not Did smiling. Not okay. No. And, and, and it was very scary. Yes. It was too much. Was, was it like a, like a slithery, like snaky type thing? No, it was like a big, thick guy. Let me Whoa. let me find a, a photo. I took some photos. I'm there used to be a show, maybe it's still on, on I, maybe it's Travel Channel or History Channel called like River Monsters. Yeah. It was so scary. It was really scary because these things, you don't think there's monsters like that in a river. No. You think that maybe, you know, you're safe when you get into a river. Exactly. Guess what? You're not. No, there's absolutely a lot of not. Not even a lazy river. River, are you safe? Not even a lazy river. No, 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 no. Look no. at this. So this is a, this is a fish. Let me see. Let me get the best photo. It's next to like a giant log for reference. Oh my god, that is. It's so strange looking. It looks like a looks like a regular size fish that like half of it just grew and the other half didn't. Yeah, there's some monsters. Wow. Some giant fish. Oh my goodness. They is that like a little shark down there? Yeah, there's some sharks in there too. Some freshwater sharks. Oh man, that's scary. It's really scary. That's scary. So that's what I've been up to. I went to an aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> well good for you. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It was a really nice yeah, time. Yeah. Um uh what about you, Ryan? Oh man, what have I been up to? Uh you know, I've just been just living my sweet little Burbank life. Ooh. I know. I love how residential you are. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's great. great. I I love it. I um, saw there's a little. Sh- the is the shed being finished? Is it built? The shed is built. Wow. We have a shed built. We have a studio built. It's uh, we're we're just living large out here, man. I love it. It's great. It's great. Um, what uh, what has happened? Uh, last week was Super Bowl. I made yes. chili. It was Ooh. beautiful. It was so good. What do you put in your chili? Everyone wants to know. Everyone wants to know. Okay, so uh, in the chili goes a whatever peppers I can find. Okay. at the local Ralphs. Okay, all all types of peppers. Jalapeno. Uh, Ralphs had ginormous habanero peppers that must have been manufactured. Wow, <laughs> I feel like that's my my weird irrelevant like sticking point lately is like. Remember when habanero was the hottest pepper? Oh, yeah. Weird, right? It was weird. Like in the 90s, everyone was like, the habaneros. Whoa. Well, I watched uh, <laughs> I, I watched a thing about uh, Tommy's Chili Burger, yeah. uh, a very famous chain in Los Angeles, Tommy's yeah. Chili Burger. And they have those little tiny, um, those little yellow chili peppers. And Roy Choi was being interviewed about Tommy's. And he said when he was a kid, those little yellow chili peppers were the hottest thing he had ever had ever. And like they're just like sweet little like almost tangy kind of peppers. They're not that hot. The heat industry has really gotten wild. <laughs> Scoville industry. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Scovilles. <laughs> they're just going nuts lately. I don't know what they did. It's uh, crazy. so any type of pepper I can find, uh, throw in some onions, throw in some carrots, some celery, a lot of veggies. About four pounds of ground beef. Oh, my God. A ton of ground beef. There you go. Um, and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I put in some beef stock. I put in some tomato paste, two 28-ounce cans of whole tomatoes Whoa. with their juices and everything you crush up with your hands. It's super fun. Yum. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you just kind of let that all sit in the crock pot for, like... Eight hours. Yeah. Uh, some cinnamon, cayenne, chili pepper, a bunch of other spices. Whoa. It's good stuff. That sounds delicious. It's good. I love cooking. I also I recently got an Instant Pot for the holidays. Do you have an Instant Pot? I don't. I want one. Dude, I every single week since I got it, I've made the exact same dish, and it is so good. The best chicken tortilla soup you've ever had. I love chicken tortilla soup. In your whole life. It takes, not joking, once the Instant Pot reaches temperature, which is maybe like 10 minutes, it takes 12 minutes, and it tastes like soup that's been stewing like all day. Wow. It's the best. Okay. 
All right, I'm you got it. You got to do it. I'm interested and I'm hooked. I, you know, I was thinking of making a queso. I bought a a book lately. Yeah, of fifty quesos. Wow. And I was gonna maybe make a queso today. Ooh, oh, so I love a queso. I could do that in an instant pot too. That you would could be really fun. I love a queso, chorizo queso. Oh my that's god, that's the best. Ugh. So good, incredible. Oh my god, I gosh. love a chorizo queso. I also recently went to. I think we talked about this. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we talked about off mic. Oh no, we we did talk about it in last week's episode. Went to a barbecue restaurant. Recently. Oh yes, that was not very good. I don't want to talk about that barbecue no, restaurant. No, 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 I'm no, no, pissed no, no, at no, them. No, no, no. Do you have a barbecue spot in Los Angeles that you go to? There was a place I used to go to called Pearl's Barbecue. Okay, and it was fantastic. Yeah, and it closed down. No, it and closed now down. I'm between barbecue places. <laughs> It's a tough time for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's a Dickies in Pasadena if I need a quick fix. Uh-huh. Dickies is like a good, yeah. s- um, trustworthy barbecue chain. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really... I wish I think there's a, some place called Barrel and Ash or something in Studio City that's really good. Yeah. That I went to, like, years and years ago. But I am in between barbecue places. Where do you stand on Bledsoe's? I like Bledsoe's. Bledsoe's is good. I like Bledsoe's. It's good Texas barbecue. I... I think the mac and cheese, I'm not hot, like really hot on it. I think it could be creamier. Oh, well, okay. So here's the thing. The place that I went to the other night, mac and cheese, too creamy, almost soupy. It's like a soup. Yeah. And that's disgusting. It was like Kraft mac and cheese with extra whatever sauce that is. That is all. I'm going to egg this place. I'm gonna do go it. egg it. Do it, do it, do it. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. Also recently got back into coffee. I was oh. off coffee for a while and You're got back. back into I'm I'm back, baby. Everyone's been tweeting. When's Ryan gonna get back into coffee? I know, nonstop. <laughs> we are. That's huge People news are just for us. Blowing me up. We're thrilled that you're telling us. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say that I subscribe to a new coffee subscription thing. Oh, I somebody is is that what you have over there? Yes, it is. It's called Trade Coffee. And they send you coffee like once a month? Uh, what it, it can be once uh, every week, two weeks, or three weeks. I'm on a three week schedule, uh, and it's they've got like access to like 500 different roasters or something oh like God. that. So it's a new thing each time. So this particular one is from a roastery called Doma, yeah, D O M A, and they're based in Idaho, and it's really good. So you take this wow. little quiz on the website, and it asks you like what your coffee drinking habits are, like if you want something. Is a little more out there or yeah. a little like tapered down. Uh, if you want it really bold, if you want it light. Uh, how it's how really much good. is it a month? It's, uh, like 14 bucks. Okay. Free shipping. Oh, 14 is not bad. It's not bad because if you go to like, you know, like a Target or Ralph's or whatever for like, you know, a good bat, like a stump town bag yeah. of coffee, you're, it's like 12 bucks. It's like, yeah, eight. Um, the coffee I get at Trader Joe's is like eight right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's good. Ooh. It's good stuff. So shout out to Trade Coffee. Check shout them out. Shout out to Trade Coffee. Yeah. So wow. That's what I've been up to. You know, just cooking food, drinking coffee, living my Burbank life. Such a domestic Burbank life. You I'm, know it. I'm happy for you. Thank you so much. I really love it. Thank you very much. What's a wild thing that I got up to this week? <laughs> Let me think. Just Pit, to okay, juxtapose wait, wait, wait. it. This is the story. Pick yes. a day of the week and tell me what you did that night, and I will tell you what I did that night. Okay, let me think about what I did. Um, Let me see. Let me pick a day. Well, I mean, I was just telling you this off mic. I went to an event in Hollywood, yeah, where I ran into one of my heroes, Martin Short. Yes, and we had a recurring bit where I kept shaking his hand as he was leaving, and yes. I was leaving at the same time. Huge, and so it was like a big night at a very funny, weird event. Yes, where I created a recurring bit with Martin Short. Crazy, and that was on Thursday night. What did you do on Thursday night? <sighs> Thursday night. Um, what did I do on Thursday night? You know what? I came home from work. I made Beyond Burgers. Oh, <laughs> someone's getting a little crazy. And I sat in the bedroom and read a comic book while Olivia watched 90 Day Fiance. Okay, insane. <laughs> and you met Martin Short. <laughs> And I was joking around with Martin you Short all You were joking night. around with Martin Short. Wow, we got a different, we live a different life. We really do. I'm trying to think of who who's the last famous person that I met. I can't 
I can't remember. I can't remember. You can't remember. No, I can't. I couldn't care less. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's not even crazy. That feels like a little more name droppy than I did than like you know my full moon parties that I go to. Oh yes, yes. But uh, you know, we've already heard about those. We've already heard about Funky Soul Night. Funky Soul Night full moon party. Yes. Do you have any other big wacky events coming up? Um, do I have big wacky events coming up? I'm starting maybe a kickball league with my friends, but that's something that's a little okay, more that's speed. fun. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like kickball. Kickball's yeah. fun. Yeah, I am gonna start a catfishing group with my friends. A catfishing group. Yeah, so actual catfishing. No, like internet catfishing. Internet catfishing. Because we've been watching The Circle. Do you watch The Circle? I've heard Netflix? about it on Netflix. No, it's I've so heard fun. About it's like it. a social media thing. But we want to start a group where we all make fake identities okay. and we join a group and we have to figure out who each other's identities are. <laughs> <laughs> how how big is this friend like group? Like eight people. Okay, that's not going to be that mm. difficult. <laughs> You're going to figure out in like a matter of hours. I don't know. I mean, where else? Somebody's named Tiffany Olsen. Who are they? Uh, you know what I mean? Who knows? And then you have to ask them questions. You have to see who's who. Like, I think that would be like if you had maybe a hundred people. Sure, like a hundred people. Yes. I think we do. Maybe need like twenty friends. At least I would say. At least. Have you seen that, that documentary? So Don't fuck with cats. I have not watched that. Wow, is that scary? I'm intense. It's 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 intense and I don't really want to see it. It is intense. It scares me. It is scary and it's nuts. Yeah, I heard it's really scary. Yeah, yeah. I I, I watched like the first 15 minutes and okay. there was that really scary video. Yes. And I was like I can't watch this. I watched this is like what we're doing. I watched maybe 75% of it and it was it was a lot. It sounds like that. It was a lot. It really sounds like that. So, so that's, that's what's been up with us. <laughs> that's what's going on and and everyone's asking. Everyone Everybody's wants been to asking. Know. Um, um Go ahead. I was going to say Buffett News. We have a little bit of Buffett we News. We do. You have some Buffett News. I have some Buffett News. Yes. What would you like to talk about? Um, I wanted to talk about there's some uh, hubbub and some drama about... Uh, there's hubbub and drama? There's hubbub <laughs> and drama. Uh, there's a new Margaritaville in Fort Myers Beach. Okay. That the the developer is attempting to set the record straight. Wow. It's a, it's a controversial Margaritaville. Also, and I wanted to talk about. Also, it. Uh, the developer is attempting to set the record straight. Sounds like a Buffett song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the developer sets the record straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, this is a story from uh, the news press, newspress.com. Okay. Uh, Fort Myers News Press. Representatives behind the controversial Fort Myers Beach Margaritaville Resort <laughs> project okay. said Wednesday that allegations by opponents of the development had no merit. Wow. TPI Hospitality Spokesman John Gucciardo said at a news conference he was frustrated to see many of these concerns since the project underwent a full two years of public vetting in which representatives literally went door to door to address issues residents and businesses owners had with the development. Oh good, my God, this good, seems like a lot of... Yeah. Jeez. So it sounds like there's a lot of backlash. Um, the project has faced backlash for months due to concerns regarding the resort's size, traffic congestion, and deviations made by the town council for the project. So it is Jimmy versus Fort Myers right now. Wow. They're going toe to toe. So this is actively happening. Yes. Wow. Um. Uh, Gucciardo said the claim that the community doesn't know or understand what this project will be flies in the face of rea of realty. Flies in the face of realty. I don't know what that means. No. He noted that over 20,000 visitors who have been on the project's webpage. Um, so so that's what's going on. Uh, the resort's going to include 254 hotel rooms along with stores, restaurants, other attractions. Uh, they unanimously approved it in 2018. And now so, they're backpedaling? Yeah. It's pretty interesting. He's uh, the town's argued that its approval incre of increased uh, hotel room density, additional height, and floor area ratio was appropriate. So it sounds like it's just getting bigger and bigger, and everyone's like, "How big is this thing gonna go?" Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, big stuff, big news. It's it's pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah, he said you're not going to go into a battle thinking you're going to lose. Um, said Patton. Uh -huh. uh, I think that a lot of people are jumping on board with me. I have a lot more people saying they agree with me than saying they're not. Uh, she said she's heard more residents recently become concerned with traffic issues that she said development could cause. So people are like, do we really want to deal with all of this? And this is a classic story of small town versus big business. Yes. And what's crazy is that Jimmy would write a song about this. <laughs> yeah. And he wrote a movie about this. It's called Hoot. Yes. Oh, 
classic movie. So, I mean, <laughs> it's probably the most classic movie we've ever watched on this podcast. Absolutely. So that or Rancho Deluxe. Very cool. Yeah. So that's very cool news. That's very cool news. From Fort Myers this Beach, Florida. big legal uh, uh, realty battle that's happening right it's now. It's exciting. I wonder what's going to happen. And you'll keep us updated week to week, right? I'll keep you updated yes. week to week. Yes. I have my eyes glued to the You're flying news. there tomorrow, aren't you? I am, and I'm getting. In, I'm going to get in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start spreading rumors. <laughs> very um, cool. So that's what, I, that's what else is going on. I do believe that uh, uh, Panama City Beach... Uh, is is finally uh, expected to open its doors in early 2020. Okay. Margaritaville Beach Resort. Wow. Sit on more than 13 acres east of Bidawi and feature amenities including a resort hotel, swimming lagoon, restaurant, coffee shop, and spa. So that's getting going. So Beautiful. Panama Beach getting something. Yep. Myers Beach uh, is getting something. Uh, oh, Fort Myers Beach, sorry. All the beaches are getting lined with Margaritavilles. Oh, my God. These resorts are popping up. Like crazy. We're not just doing restaurants anymore. Now we're hitting resort, 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 retirement community wow. resort. I don't know if I've ever... No, I, I haven't. I've never been to a Margaritaville resort. No, and I haven't either. And yeah. we're directly saying that so someone will fly us to one. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this What's is just a, a, a cry for free tickets. What's wrong with everyone? Why won't they bring us? I don't us? know. I don't know. Yeah. We're we're Crazy. we're fun. Yeah, exactly. We're the life of the party. We're the life of the party. I'm yeah. the guy that stays out all night and doesn't drink. Yeah, and I uh, drink on occasion and turn in early. <laughs> <laughs> we're the perfect pair. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that guy that was drinking earlier? Oh, he went to bed. But the guy that doesn't drink, he is out here right now having a blast. <laughs> He'll be up till three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That's ridiculous. We're two halves of a crazy person. We are. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. If you're only half crazy, then you're not crazy. That's right. <laughs> that's the shirt that I'm making. <laughs> if you're half crazy, you're not crazy. Oh, <laughs> man. It's a recessive gene. Um, um, Ryan, you have some Buffett news for us as well, right? I've got some Buffett news. So uh, Jimmy Buffett was spotted in Hawaii recently where he filmed a new episode of Hawaii Five-0. I was reading about this. This yeah. is exciting. He was, wasn't he like a chef on this episode? He's a chef. His name is Frank Bama. Well, he's a pilot he's, on he's the a, show. Yes. So the yes. recurring bit is that now he's a chef. I guess. Chef Bama. Chef Bama. And uh, in this photo that he posted with, I guess, one of the actors, I've never seen the show. Have yeah. you? No, I have not. No, okay. No. I think it's on CBS. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's wearing a uh, an apron, and on the apron it says, Seals do it better. <laughs> Seals do it better. Seals do it better. And maybe like Navy Seals. So, uh, oh, he is a Navy Seal. He's like a cool fighter pilot. Oh, okay. Like, uh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Cool guy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Caption on the photo Frank Bama back in the kitchen. Thanks, Hawaii 5 0 for the fun. Aloha. <laughs> so, there we go. So, look out for that. He was last on the show last May, May 2019. He was on the show. That does bring up, I do want to do more. Buffett television appearances. Yes, he's we, been on quite a few. Yes. Yeah. We want to start covering them and talking about them. So if you have a favorite Jimmy Buffett TV appearance, feel free to shoot it at us. And also, please let us know where we can watch this. And, and let us know, yeah, if you have a link or some sort of uh, legal download. It's so difficult to watch things now. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why? I just want to set my VCR okay. and have it show up. Did you forget your password again? <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> I swear it was just eight T's in a row and an exclamation point. T T T T T T T T exclamation point. Or was it in the middle? Or was it after the seventh T? T T T T T T T exclamation point T. That sounds right. Um, Forgot my password. Why do they need my phone number? <laughs> I don't want Amazon calling me. <laughs> uh, yeah, let us know where we can watch Hawaii Five-0. Yes. Uh, there, it, it is really weird. I think it's probably got to be on CBS All Access or something. Probably. I don't have that. No, I don't either. No. I should. Um, additional piece of Buffett news. Buffett adds Mountain View, California tour stop. This is very exciting. Mountain View is up north in California. We are recording this in Los Angeles, down in Southern California. Yes. Um, this date is taking place on September 5th, uh, during a time where there are not really a lot of dates. So he has, uh, his date prior to this one is, I believe, August 8th. This is September 5th, almost a whole month after. So there is a gap in there 
where he could be coming west. We know wow. he's doing this one day in Northern California. If he's out here around then, he's got to be hitting Southern California, yeah. California before he goes overseas in September, around September 16th. Mm-hmm. We put the red yarn on the poster board. We have <laughs> yes. two marks. There is a gap. There is a gap. There's something missing. There's a big question mark on a, on a note card. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So we want him here, Jimmy. We if, do. If you're listening to this, why haven't you told us? I'm but really open. All, please come here. Please, please come here. We're waiting. Join us. We're waiting. Slack Tide Tour 2020. There are also a couple additional dates. San Antonio, uh, Camden, New Jersey, and Oklahoma City. And I believe I saw Great. somewhere that this is the first time he has played Oklahoma City in 30 years. Huge. So he is, what he said uh, at the end of the last tour, going to some new spots. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a big question I want to ask you. Okay. So he, here's a scenario. Yes. He's coming to Los Angeles. He's going to play a very intimate show. He's going to be at the Roxy, let's say. Yeah. It's very exciting. There's two shows. There's one show where he's playing the Greek. Huge show. Huge, yeah. And there's one show where he's playing the Roxy. Intimate. Great show. Unbelievable. Yeah. Or let's yeah. say the Troubadour. The Troubadour's a nice show. Oh, sure. Like okay. Really yep. wild. Like, wow. Jimmy mm-hmm. Buffett at the Troubadour. The trick is, Jimmy Buffett is at the Greek going to be playing a regular set. Yeah. At the Troubadour, more intimate, more exciting. He's only going to be playing his new album, which we haven't heard. Wow. Which one would you go to? <sighs> This is maybe the most difficult question that has ever been posed to me ever in my life. <laughs> so the Greek, my favorite venue of all time. Yeah. Best place to see a show, not just in Los Angeles, but anywhere, period. Yeah. Um, between that, which you said would be a more traditional show. Yeah. Or an intimate show at the Troubadour where he plays his new album. Yeah. Follow-up question. Uh, at the Troubadour... Full band or acoustic? Acoustic. He's just on his guitar acoustic. Just on his guitar acoustic. Yeah, yeah. Full band of the Greek. And and Fingers Taylor's coming back too. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, for harmonica. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy. Um hmm. <sighs> I'm gonna have to go with Greek. You're going to the Greek. I'm going to the We're Greek. We're getting you to the Greek. <laughs> getting me to the Greek. You gotta get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump off a roof into think, a pool. Yeah, break okay. my arm. <laughs> good. Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I tipped it a little bit. I think Greek is the easier answer here. But uh, it, I was just like, yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough because the intimateness is nice. But it's to me what I'm thinking is like new album. It's a risk. What is it gonna be? Exactly. But it's closer. It's more intimate. It's more exciting. Maybe there's a hundred people there. <sighs> it's acoustic. General mission standing room. Only? It's yeah, if it's at the troubadour, it's standing room. Now is this like Oh god. Is this standing room? Can I sit down? <laughs> is this like a family and friends thing? Like is this is this like a private yeah. thing that oh this is like maybe hundred people talk. This is something that we got exclusively invited to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, then I'm going is... troubadour. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> if this is like exclusive, yeah, it's then exclusive. I, it's exclusive, then I'm going troubadour. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. that's right. It's tough. But is his new album. And we don't know what it is. And no encores of any old songs, no. nothing, just new album. Is he hanging out after the show? Um, Yeah. He is. He's hanging yeah, out yeah, after yeah. the show. He's hanging out. He's coming down. He's grabbing a drink. <sighs> yeah, he's grabbing a scotch and soda. I think I, there's one song that's an encore. Which is? I wish Lens could last forever. <laughs> 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 you threw your mic. <laughs> you threw your mic. Yeah. Uh, okay. One of your least favorite songs. One of my least favorite songs. <laughs> and that's the uh, that's the last song that I'll hear. This is the last song you're gonna hear. The and Troubadour. He's, and he's not coming for any other dates in Southern California for, for the rest of the year. No. <sighs> I'm going to the Greek. Oh wow! <laughs> We're going back and forth. Going back and forth. Tell me what he what what about you? Oh, I'm I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> you got other plans yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's okay. my birthday that night oh sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna okay, be roller skating good 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 good, good. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. i think i would probably because i'm a sucker for uh feeling exclusive as we were saying it uh-huh. i would probably end up at the troubadour because i'm like when i 
my go-to thing in my life, and maybe this is where we differ as yeah, well, yeah. which is like, will I ever be able to experience this again? No. Yes, okay. I have to do this. I have to go to this. This might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to the Troubadour for this weird, intimate show. That's a good point. So that that's how point. I would feel. And then okay. it's like the Greek... But the Greek is amazing, and that would be incredible. But I've Could, seen a but I've seen a Buffett show before. Sure, but what if he never played the Greek again? That's, That's true. also your favorite venue. That's true. That's another once in a lifetime thing. It's tough. It's this tough. This is a tough dilemma. If you have any thoughts, you can place uh, this in your hometown, your favorite <laughs> venue versus an intimate venue. And let I'll, us know. Let us know what the dilemma would be, and let us know where you would go. Also, listen, like. Jimmy Buffett is a hero of ours. I yeah. don't know how I would be if slash when I meet him. Yeah. You know? I like saying when. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I think I would lose my mind. Yeah. Um, it would be difficult. It would be so tough. We're not ready. No. Which is shocking because it's been almost four years. <laughs> <laughs> We've been planning for this We've been fictitious planning. event for four years. We could do it. I think we could. I mean, he's got a new album coming out. He's going to have to do press. <laughs> you consider us press. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's making the podcast oh rounds. Oh, my gosh. He's making the podcast rounds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to want those dozens of new <laughs> fans. <laughs> those dozens of old fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not a Jimmy Buffett fan... <laughs> You oh weirdo. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Well, that was a very interesting question. It was intense. I know, it, it really got intense. you thinking. It did. I can tell. You're a little in your head. You're in your feelings, as I'm Drake says. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm racking my brain. Wow, it's interesting. Tough. Um, I do, speaking of intimate shows, uh, I don't think I spoke about this yet, Um, saw a very, very tiny, I would call it a micro- show uh phoebe bridgers what acoustic you saw her yeah where when it was at the lyric hyperion (gasps) two weeks ago what are you talking about two weeks ago lyric hyperion it was a comedy show this guy named caleb something something the chicago comedian caleb heron i don't think that's is he a twitter guy yes is it kind of a bigger dude yeah yeah yes yes oh that's him okay um so Olivia followed that follows that guy on Twitter and yeah, he posted he's so this funny. thing. Yeah, he's very funny. He posted this thing about a show and she says there's like a couple comedians there, uh, and Phoebe Bridgers. I said, Oh, weird. Okay, let's go. So we got tickets. They were like fifteen bucks. And we showed up and Phoebe did three songs acoustic, <gasps> her and uh one of the other guys in her band just singing back up. Holy shit. And it was there was like 90 people there. That's crazy. Did she do motion sickness? She did motion sickness. It was I like love the second that song. song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. So fucking good. That's amazing, Ryan. Yeah, it was I great. I would have died. It was great. I would have lost my mind. Yeah, it was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's it was one so of those cool. just weird Los Angeles things. I love that. And she was also like, she went up third or something. So it was like Caleb, then another comedian, and another comedian, then her, and then like five more comedians. Wow. No other music acts. Wow. Yeah. Phoebe, it was strange. That is really strange. It was really cool though. Wow. Do you know, did you know that Motion Sickness is about Ryan Adams? Yep. She introduced a song and said, uh, this is a song about a 40 year old who loves video games and hates women. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Crazy. I love the lyric, why do you sing with an English accent? I <laughs> yes. guess it's too late to change it now. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. The song is called Motion Sickness. Check it out. Check it's it out. Fantastic. It's really good. Um, that's amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. It well, was great. Fantastic. Well, yeah. that's Buffett News. That's Buffett News. There you go. There we Buffett go. Buffett News. Buddy, what have you been listening to recently? Oh my gosh. What's well, in your rotation? I've been listening to all sorts of stuff. We did mention, I mentioned uh, Possessed by Paul James. Yes. His new album came out on the 31st. Yes. Um, I would go check it out. I think it's called um, As We Go Wandering. Um, check it out on his uh, Spotify. Uh, it's fantastic. But the uh, song I want to listen to is when I was in uh, Tennessee, I listened to this song on the radio. Some okay. Old country. Um, they play this classic country stuff. And there's a song by Marty Robbins that is so uh, wonderful old country that I felt like I had to bring it up. <laughs> 
Um, the song is called My Woman, My Woman, My Wife. <laughs> yeah. If you're an old country fan, I know you're going to love it. It's so schmaltzy and silly, and it just is such in the alleyway of like a Buffett song. Uh, I just, we got to listen to it. I can't wait. My Woman, My Woman, My Wife. Give it a listen. Oh, yes. Hands that are strong but wrinkled <laughs> Doing work that never gets done Hair that's lost some of the beauty By too many hours in the sun Eyes that show some disappointment <laughs> Wow. And there's been quite a lot in her life. <laughs> She's the foundation I lean on. My woman, my woman, my wife. That is, that's incredible. Can you, <laughs> can you imagine like him playing that for his wife and his wife being like, that's what you're writing about me? <laughs> Wrinkled hands, too much time in the sun, <laughs> hair that's lost its beauty. And it you're saying you love me? so funny. It's so funny to me. My wow. woman, my woman, my wife. Also, my woman, my woman, my wife. It's like, should I think of another thing? My woman, my lady, my wife? No, let's say woman twice. <laughs> I just think that kind of country is so great and funny. Oh, man. So that's a quick hit for you. Marty Robbins, my woman, my woman, my wife. I love it. From his album, 16 Biggest Hits. <laughs> yep. There's 15 other songs that are also considered yeah, hits. Marty Robbins. Wow. You got to get on Marty Robbins. That's great. He's fantastic. I'm going to dive Full on into that. He's good. <laughs> That's my quick hit for you. Beautiful. Ryan, what are you listening to right now? So I'm listening to a cover. Um, I feel like we had a segment on the show that lasted maybe one, maybe two episodes. Which one? Called This Must Be, This Must Be The Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> this cover of This Must Be The Place um, by the Talking Heads Yeah, uh, popped up on my Discover Weekly a couple weeks ago, and I have been loving it nonstop. Ooh. It's so good. It is the Iron and Wine cover. <gasps> have you heard it? I think I have, and I like it a lot. It's very good. It's very good. It's very good. I, oh, I yeah. love Iron and Wine. Oh, I my gosh. love any type of sad, folky, sad boy music. Oh, yeah. And this is like primo sad boy, sad oh, folky music. Oh, let me music. hear it. Let's give it a listen. Get it to me. It's great, about. baby. It's great, baby. I love that. Wait, I have a little bonus. Oh, okay. Um, because it brings it all together. A sad cover. Yeah. Uh, have you heard the Phoebe Bridgers version of Friday I'm in Love? Oh, yes. It's so good. Yes, 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 yes. That's the cure, right? Yes, it is. I don't care if Monday's bad. I don't know the dun, lyrics. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good cure <laughs> impression. 
<laughs> I don't care if Monday's bad. It's beautiful. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. It's really, really good. Yeah, let's give it a listen. Friday I'm in Love by Phoebe Bridgers. Oh my gosh. Oh. So sweet. So sweet. lesson of that song i don't know it's just like i'm having a terrible week but friday i'm into you <laughs> yeah and then saturday sunday still shitty kinda fades off yeah 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 maybe it's like i can't wait to see you on the weekend and uh-huh. we have a great first day yeah and then it fades away a little bit yeah i need some time away from you yeah and then once we get back to friday we're i'm in love which to me sounds like you're kind of mixing your emotions for this partner with kind of your work week Mm. Where it feels like I don't know if you're overwhelmed by this relationship. I think you're a little more overwhelmed by whatever else you have in your life. Sure. And I think you need to sit down and you need to think about this. Friday I'm in love. Well, that means it's because you don't have responsibility. Yes. I think you need to really connect. (laughs) (laughs) I think you really need to sit and separate your responsibility with your affection. You can't put all that weight on your partner. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Keep going. You think I should keep going? I think you should keep going. <laughs> um, I just think that's my thought. <laughs> speaking of that song, there is <laughs> a... Gonna say, speaking of putting all this weight on your partner, <laughs> please, please let me speak. <laughs> <laughs> there is a podcast uh, by Spotify called Undercover, where they talk to musicians about the covers they do. There was an episode uh, last year, it looks like, Phoebe Bridgers talks The Cure, Friday I'm in Love. Really? Yep. So it's a whole episode of her talking about this. There's also an episode of Song Exploder, which is another amazing podcast. Yes. uh, That talks about, oh, God, what is her other big song? Scott Street? Scott Street. Yeah. Talks about Scott Street. Yeah. It's really, really good. Wow. So anyways, that's what we have been listening to. Yeah. Good stuff. But this isn't the Phoebe Head podcast. No. That's... Another podcast. That's another one, and you guys can check it out next week. Yep, yep. When we post it live, the Phoebe yeah. Head Podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's me and Ryan and a cup of chamomile tea. <laughs> We're all co-hosts. And yeah, we give the chamomile tea a mic as well, and it won't shut up. <laughs> um, uh, we are uh, today talking about uh, a chapter in. Tales from Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. You can't take it with you. Yes. We're reading it out loud, we as are. we've been doing with all the other stories. Yes. The last story we talked about was I Wish Lunch Could Last Forever. Which was probably my favorite one <laughs> of the bunch. It was an incredible story that spanned like 60 years. Yes, and it was not about what I thought it was going to be no, about. No, it wasn't. Yes. It was fantastic. It was great. And it was really long and interesting and yeah. detailed and yeah. complicated. Yep. Um, and this one is five pages. <laughs> Which is why we had a little bit of fun on the top. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we we have some time on this one. Yeah, we do. Um, so we're just going to go right into it, I think. Yes. So we're in Margaritian Madness. Uh-huh. You can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. I'll take it away. Let's dive in. All right. Hold on. <laughs> we're doing this one-handed as well. Yeah, we are. <laughs> one-handed. Lance Larrymore the third is the only remittance man I have ever met. Remittance man. There we go. There we go. That's a song title. Before income tax was invented and life wasn't so complicated, a flock of black sheep from wealthy families was in constant movement from around the globe. 
To the relief of their prim and proper families back home, they were beyond the borders of embarrassment, for they could always pick up their remittance far away at their next port of call. Lance, it was said, came from railroad money. He had married, joined the Marines, fathered six children, lived in Greenwich Village in the heyday of hippiness, and eventually wound up in Margaritaville. Wow. So Margaritaville is a place. Yes. Has it been a place so far in the book? No, I don't think so. No, okay, so now we know that. And also it's a remittance man. What is a remittance man? He takes... I don't know. Let me let me look okay, it up. Okay, let's just look it up right now. He was sent a check every month, provided he never came within 100 miles of his family again. So he's he's not allowed to come back from wherever he came. Uh, he's six children. That's a lot. That's, That's a, a lot. lot of kids. Yeah. A uh, remittance man, uh, an immigrant supported or assisted by payments of money from home. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. So uh, he is just a guy that uh, moves somewhere else and gets a lot of money. That's what it sounds like. So they're paying him to stay away. Yes. Yeah. And he's the only remittance man I have ever met. So the, the narrator. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So now we know. That feels like a lot of information in two paragraphs. It does, but this is also Jimmy Buffett, so. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's good. Lance lived the good life in old Margaritaville. It is told that on several occasions, he took all the patrons of Tony's Tattoo Parlor for a, on a ferry ride to Havana, where they vacationed at Lance's expense until they drifted back to Margaritaville across the Gulf Stream. You know who this sounds like. Who? Moondog. <laughs> Beach Bum. Oh, man. We have to revisit Beach Bum at some point. <laughs> It's on Hulu. <laughs> Lance was eventually cut off by his family when they hired a new law firm. Uh-oh. He received a form letter one day from Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. <laughs> Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Yeah, that's what Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. It's a little <laughs> It's a little wordplay. Thanks, Jimmy. Informing him that his final remittance was forthcoming. Lance Larimore III reluctantly entered the job market. Wow. Uh oh. He was no fisherman, and religion was surely not its calling. He was also not willing to live in a thatched hut on the wild, untamed part of the island. Mm. So he found himself in the other main line of work in Margaritaville behind a bar. Okay. I first met Lance at the outside bar of the island hotel, the local watering hole, also featuring great food. Okay. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know, the Margaritaville <laughs> Island Hotel has great food. <laughs> This was back in the days before dress codes, $300 hotel rooms, and tourist development commissions, when pirates were still welcome on the island. Lance had been thrown out of just about every bar in Key West at one point or another and was now the day bartender on the deck overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. Everyone knew you could find anybody you needed to talk to there, so a lot of people just chose to do what little bit of business they had under the sprawling poinciana tree. Point Sienna. Point Sienna. Point Sienna. P-O-I-N-C-I-A-N-A. Frank and Lola, the owners of the hotel. Frank and Lola. Hey, were like parents to him and Steve always. Steve Goodman song? Yeah, yeah, I think it is, yeah. right? Uh, Frank and Lola, the owners of the hotel, were like parents to him and always gave him his share of second chances. I live right next to the kitchen exhaust fan. Who are you? <laughs> Who is this man? This is like Kurt Vonnegut. Have you ever read a Kurt Vonnegut book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like halfway through, he's like, this man stood up and screamed and ran out of the restaurant. He walked right past me. I was at the restaurant, by the way. And you're like, wait. What's happening? Are you in this? Where are, we? are you in this story? I love that. That's my favorite thing. I live right next to the kitchen exhaust fan. It directed torrents of greasy air through my apartment so that my bedroom, living room, and bathroom constantly reeked of onion rings. I had spoken to Frank Lola, hey, several times about <laughs> raising the vent, but things moved slowly in the land of soon come, and I've, oh, like monsoon come. Oh, there we go, okay. Uh, it moved slowly in the land of soon come, and I finally had to take action to get their attention. I put a slim Whitman record on my turntable so it would play endlessly, cranked up the volume, pointed my new JBL speakers at the restaurant, <laughs> locked my apartment, and left town for the weekend. When I returned, the vent had been fixed. Oh. Yikes. Slim Whitman. Sorry, folks. I had come back and was celebrating by spending a lot of time at the bar in pursuit of a beautiful woman in a slinky pink dress I had spotted there. I woke up one morning on my porch swing when Lance bicycled past on his way to work. He was singing an old Joan Baez song and laughed aloud between verses. 
I stumbled next door to the bar to find out why Lance was so unusually festive and charming at this hour. It's a great day to be alive, Jimmy, he said. He was busy with his preparations behind the bar, especially since I woke up this morning set on committing suicide. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you didn't think we'd talk about suicide no, no, in five no, no, pages, no, no, no. did you? <laughs> wow, intense. What's What stopped you, I asked. So, wait, he's Jimmy. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Weird. it's Jimmy. <laughs> it's got to be him. I think it's Jimmy. It's got to be him. Yeah. So is this real? No, this isn't real. Maybe it is real. But he says he's in Margaritaville. It's Jimmy. Uh, maybe. <laughs> it's a real story? Okay. This is fascinating. <laughs> Especially since I woke up this morning on committing suicide. Set on committing suicide. Wow. What stopped you, I asked. You got a minute? He was mixing his juices. I got it all day. Well, it won't take that long. He opened a beer and slid down the mahogany counter towards me. Nope. He opened a beer and slid it down the mahogany counter. He didn't slide down. <laughs> I would love that. Changed the image. Wee! Wee! <laughs> and he just threw the beer to the side. Here I come. Somebody <laughs> oh, catch me. Opened a beer, threw it, and then slid <laughs> down the counter. Um, what a character. Opened a beer and slid it down the mahogany counter toward me. Radar, my cat, climbed down the branches of the poinciana tree and lit on the end of the bar. She stretched the way humans wish they could. <laughs> I don't. I feel like I can stretch like a cat. <laughs> no, you wish. <laughs> you wish. Then she sat as if waiting to be served. Lance poured her a champagne glass of half and half and began his story. Boy, we're halfway down there. Well, I decided I wanted to kill myself the moment I woke up. I thought about it a couple of times before when I was hungover. The world I created for myself just never quite fit together. It was a jigsaw puzzle with a couple of big pieces missing. Ooh, sounds like mental illness. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but I would always lose interest because planning your departure from this life is no easy task. The labor of living always got in the way, but this morning was different because I had a method. A glamorous, foolproof method. The phone rang, and I thought Lance was reaching out to answer it, but instead he pulled the cord out of the wall and hurled the phone into the sea. Okay. <laughs> so, wait a what? Wait a okay, okay, so let me paint a picture for you. Okay, so they're in a bar, right? We're in a bar. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so the phone rings in the bar, and okay. Lance reaches for it. Jimmy thinks Lance is going to answer the phone, but he pulls the cord out of the wall, disconnects yeah. the phone, and then hurls the phone into the sea. Which I this is not on a dock, is it? Is the bar on a dock? Is it's it gotta be close dock? to the ocean. It's if even if it's beachside, even if it's on the beach. That's a that's, long throw. To throw a phone? Yes. That's huge. It has to be on a dock. I mean, that is so wild. That's nuts. That's crazy. Goddamn phone company, he muttered. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, very fun. This is very fun. He came back to where Radar and I were seated. He poured a little more cream in her champagne glass and opened another beer for me. So this cat is drinking out of a champagne glass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a champagne glass full of half and half. Oh, cute. Okay. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I thought I would walk into the ocean and drown myself in the Gulf Stream waters, like just phone. like Hart Crane did. I walked out onto my porch Crane. and stared at a passing ship and thought about poor, misunderstood Hart Crane floating for those few seconds in the tropical air between the lights of the ocean liner above and the phosphorant wake of the eternity below. I would join him soon. Hart Crane, I don't know. So Hart Crane was an American poet. I'm looking this up right now. And he um, drowned himself? Yeah, he wrote modernist poetry that was difficult, highly stylized, ambitious in scope. He had a really ambitious work called The Bridge. Mm. Uh, he wrote an epic poem uh, that expressed a more uh, optimistic view of modern urban culture. Uh, he committed suicide at the age of 32. Um, Crane visited Mexico in 31 to 32 on a Guggenheim Fellowship. His drinking continued as he suffered from bouts of alternating depression and elation. While en route to New York aboard the steamship Orizaba, he was beaten after making sexual advances to a male crew member. Oh, God. That's so Oof. sad. Just before noon on April 27, 1932, Crane jumped overboard into the Gulf of Mexico. 
Although he had been drinking heavily and left no suicide note, witnesses believed his intentions to be suicidal. As several reported, he exclaimed, Goodbye, everybody, (laughs) before throwing himself (laughs) overboard. (laughs) Uh, We don't know if it was intentional. We did scream, Goodbye, everybody. Wow. Yeah. Pretty intense. Okay. So this guy was uh, planning on going out just like Hart Crane. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. I found a piece of rope on an old lobster trap that had washed up on the beach, and I made myself a hangman's noose. I knew how to do it from my Boy Scout days. The Boy Scouts teach people how to yeah knots. I know that. Wow. I don't know how to make a knot. I don't. I didn't pay attention enough. In Boy Scouts, <laughs> I quit Boy Scouts when my um, shirt stopped fitting, and I was too embarrassed <laughs> to tell anyone. I stopped at We Blow year i forget whatever it was i was i was on track to be an eagle scout but then really? i had a kind of a growth spurt in my and sh- i was sh- embarrassed and self-conscious but you didn't feel well i was like how are we gonna get the patches from that shirt to another shirt i must just quit <laughs> <laughs> this says a lot about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a lot about me um all right um i knew how to do it for my boy scout days then i swiped a cinder block from the construction site next door that was one of the reasons I was killing myself because even Margaritaville is turning into a first-class tourist trap and the condo commandos are moving in next door. So even in Jimmy's story about Margaritaville, Margaritaville is just like a place that people live and have their own problems. Yeah. It's not a paradise. No, it's everyone and the people that work there. Yes. I think that's like the thing is that the people that come in and out think this place is a paradise, but the people that live here know that there's a lot more problems. Wow. Anyway, I cradled the heavy block like a baby and walked into the water. The sun had just come up, but it was already hot, and that block started to get real heavy. But I was determined to reach deep water. I walked about a mile, but the water only came up to my knees, and that fucking brick wasn't getting any lighter. Oh, wow. So this thing's heavy. He's carrying this brick and walking into the ocean. Yes. Lance tramped up and down behind the bar, uh, pantomiming his attempted voyage to the bottom of the sea. I was laughing because I knew that a huge mud flat ran south for about two miles in front of Lance's house, and the water was no more than waist deep. So it would have been impossible for him to do it anyways. Yeah. That's when I heard the phone ring in my house. I turned and looked back to the shore. It seemed like a million miles away, and then I remembered I hadn't left a suicide note, so I started back. (laughs) Well, (laughs) whoever was calling would be my last link to the cruel world, and they could alert the media. My friends would be sad, my family would be glad, but in the tropics, they come and they go. God, this is sad. This is sad, but but he's okay. He's okay. I stumbled out of the water, hoping I wouldn't have a heart attack before I could kill myself. Oh, my God. When I got to the porch, I loosened the noose and freed myself from the cinder block. I lunged through the front door and grabbed the phone. So he walked all the way back with the cinder block and this noose, and the phone was still ringing. Yep. He he really hustled. He really hustled. Wow, that yeah, that's a long ring. Yeah. He probably didn't have an, uh, uh, an answering machine. Don't hang up, I screamed at the mystery caller. This is Lance Larimore Third, and I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> You're the last person on earth I'll be speaking to, and I want to tell the world, uh, and I want you to tell the world that it won't have Lance Larimore Third to kick around oh, anymore. Great. That's two a birds, lot to throw on a person. It's a lot, but it's also killing two birds with one stone because he didn't have to sit down and write a note. That's That's fair. So he's like, I'll use what's here. Lance fell to the floor behind the bar and rolled into a ball, clutching his stomach. I stopped laughing and ran behind the bar to see if he was okay. Are you all right? I yelled. He pushed me away with his hands and nodded. He finally caught his breath. It was the fucking phone company calling to tell me they were shutting off my phone for not paying the bill. (laughs) The goddamn telephone company saved my life. (laughs) Besides, it was a long, long way back out to the Gulf Stream, so I decided to come to work today. (laughs) That is so funny. That's amazing. That's really good. That's amazing. That's so funny that it's like, give me a sign. Give me a sign that something is gonna save me like give me a reason to live and he's like it's a sign you're in financial difficulty (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh just a heads up we're actually cutting off your phone (laughs) oh okay doesn't sound like you're gonna need it i ran into lance on salt street yesterday he had just been fired for the 250 (laughs) he had just been fired for the 250,000th time and needed to borrow 50 bucks. He told me he was working in the laundry room at the Criola Hotel folding bed linens. Criola. 
in my soul. Very good. The big Cuban woman who ran the laundry had accused him of making up his own working hours. <laughs> well, there you go. And I think he did. I think he did. All right, home stretch, right? Home stretch, baby. Uh, Jesus, yeah, home stretch. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're like, did I miss a page? Yep. I did not. Uh, were you, I asked? Well, yes, he answered bluntly. I gave him the $50 and watched him trot on down the street to the island bar, and I was glad the phone company had spared Lance Larimore III from the longest walk of his life. That's it. Wow. That's it. A little slice of life story. I bet that happened to him. It sounds I, like it did. I bet he heard somebody tell that story or something similar to it. Yeah. yeah. So this guy, he's about, he's down his luck, about to kill himself, goes through this whole process of, like, drowning yourself is so intense. If people say, you know, no one has definitive reviews, but people say it's one of the worst ways to die. I can imagine. Yeah. Anything where you know that you're actively dying, that's yeah. got to be the worst. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's got to be terrible. And he's walking to do this thing, and the phone company calls, and yeah. he runs over, picks the phone to give his last will and testament, and uh, it's a phone company saying that he's he doesn't he hasn't paid his bill, and they're shutting off his phone. And he was like, well... Can't yes. go back out there. Got to go back to work. That's that kind of like, uh, almost like island sarcasm life. That kind of living of like, oh well, life is death. Death is life. We're all moving on. Whatever. Yeah. I'll have another drink. Yeah. 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 Wow. There you go. Oh my gosh. And the next is- chapter is: Are you wet? Are you ready for Freddy? Is this Freddy and the Fish Sticks? Oh, I hope so. Maybe. I think they do make a feature in this. They've got book. it. Book. Yeah, They've got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. I have a Hart Crane poem I wanted to read. Oh yes. Way to close this out. A little, yeah. Just you know, we're the footnotes of of this book. We like to make sure that everything is researched. You don't have to do it on your own. Yeah. If you're following along with yes. us. Yes. Um, uh, so this poem is called Forgetfulness. I tried to find uh, an upbeat poem, and I could not. <laughs> <laughs> he, has had a, he had a rough life. Yeah. Crane, oh, boy. But I want to give him uh, the satisfaction of being read on um, one of the most hated podcasts. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can I kill myself again? Um, uh, this poem is called Forgetfulness. Mm. Forgetfulness is like a song that, freed from beat and measure, wanders. Forgetfulness is like a bird whose wings are reconciled, outspread and motionless, a bird that coasts the wind unwearyingly. Forgetfulness is rain at night, or an old house in a forest, or a child. Forgetfulness is white, white as a blasted tree, and it may stun the sibyl into prophecy or bury the gods. I can remember much forgetfulness. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. It's pretty. That is bleak. Pretty bleak. Wow. Pretty I brutal. can remember much forgetfulness. I can remember forgetfulness. I love that. I love that statement. Yeah. I can remember much forgetfulness. Wow. Wow. A bird that coasts the wind unwearingly. What does that even mean? <laughs> just like something just floating through the air. It just, just comes. Care. Like, That's not... Not... Not a care in the world doesn't really make sense in that statement. It's no. just like more floating through life. But it's just like, yeah, forgetfulness is just like not being able to land. Yeah. Like you're you're uh you're just like outside your body kind of. Yeah, you're floating because you don't even know where to touch down. You don't even know there's land. Yeah. Because of your forgetfulness. <sighs> wow. This has been a poetry analysis from the Parahead Podcast. There it is. <laughs> I know that's what you guys are paying for. Oh man, that was that was an interesting. I was not expecting that type of story. It felt like a little aside. It did. It felt like kind of one of those like darkly funny kind of um, not apathetic, but looking at life through kind of like a huh, yeah, shit happens kind of way. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. I like it. I'm liking this book. We're all, I think we're more than halfway through it. Yeah, we only have a couple more chapters. We only have a few more chapters. I can't believe it. If you're sticking with us on these episodes, God bless you and we thank you for it. <laughs> yeah. I like doing these. I do too. We're They're gonna, super fun. We're going to have to do another book. Yeah, we're probably yeah. going to have to do a narrative. We might do Swine Knot. Oh, I would love to do Swine Knot. We have to do Swine Yes, Knot. absolutely. Oh my gosh. That would be so exciting. Uh, so until next time, I am Mayfair Marleybone. I'm St. Charles, Tennessee. Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And don't throw your phone into the ocean. Please it's don't. It's too far. Oh, yeah. Ooh, what is this one? Remittance Man. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. What year did this come out? 97? Center so after the, the book. Mainland. Yes. He's a sinner on the sea. He looks for absolution. Not accountability. How many destinations? Oh God, he's seen them all. Ninety-five. He collects wow. precious bits. Never report a call. Remittance man. Black sheep of the family clan. Broke too many rules along the way Remittance man So far away from home No, they'll never understand The remittance man Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're You're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.